0: Dead all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Happy Wednesday. And I hope you're all doing well. I had a game Monday night and I ran at my house, Gangbusters BX. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of a low-key game because there's a lot of role playing in it. I noticed these games that get away from like the fantasy stuff. Not that the fantasy genre can't do this, not that D&D can't do this, but they tend to be more role play with with maybe one or two exceptions, but they tend to be more role play heavy. That's why I used to run Call of Cthulhu because I did Call of Cthulhu rather, because I didn't do it for for the the eldritch horror or things like that, I did it because of the character interaction. I loved how these different characters, NPCs, and some quirky player characters would interact. And I'm all about the interaction. And I've the, it's not like I've come to these. I've got a not like I came to a couple of realizations, but. It's more like I was reminded of things and maybe refined a few things that I knew about. And I wanted to share that with you. And we will talk more about that after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launcher Online Shop stage... All the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, see, we had a really, like I said, low-key game last night. And there was something I read on Facebook this morning that Mark Hunt, the author of Gangbusters BX, said, or somebody stated and he agreed that nine times out of ten, it's character interaction that's going to get you through, not combat. Now, that I know that kind of goes against a few things, but he's right. Uh, if you got a game with low defense, like... Gangbusters like something like called Cthulhu, where combat isn't the point, but combat is there. You do you get a lot more with a few stat rolls and just role playing and talking to these characters than you will if you start pulling out a sword and start swinging at it. Now, monsters are monsters, okay? If you're doing a fantasy thing, monsters are monsters. And most of the time, you do have to fight them. So, there's that. But to get to that point, that's where the role-playing comes in. The... what did they say? A wise man will fight last. A man who starts... A man who... A man who is violent has run out of options or something something to that effect. Combat should be the last resort. That's what I'm saying. And the reason being is because every game, I, I, I figured this out last night. Every game, not very many games are mystery games, but every game has a mystery. Because it's a problem you have to solve. And that's the mystery. You don't know how you're going to solve it. But this is how you go about doing it. It's you figure it out. You talk to people. You you just use your gray matter and then go and fix the problem, whether it is violence or not. Like I said, violence is the is the last thing you want to do and i'm not being a tree hugger i'm not being a you know i'm anti-violence and stuff it's just like well why don't you just why why take the effort why expend your energy trying to beat something down where you could maybe talk to somebody or something like that get information and as far as mysteries go like i said every game has a mystery but not every game is a mystery I was looking through, and last night this this came right like right face to face with me. I was looking again through the uh, book, the return sly Fursh's the return of the lazy dungeon master. I love this stuff. Uh, Michael Shea writes it, and. I've got the original and I've got the return and I just love the way he writes. He puts, he, he he's changed my GMing style so much. I found another book too by Matt Davids. You can buy online. I think Amazon or drive through the no prep game master. He's more about tables and stuff and winging it, and, which is what I love, but sly flourishes stuff. You realize that you've got to do some prep. You got to do but you've got to do much less prep than you have. But I don't want to get into the prep thing again. But what I'm saying is the games are all about clues and information. And I'll tell you here's here's in fact I I want to quote out of chapter six, the Return of the Lady Dungeon Master, which is Define Secrets and Clues. He says, I'll share a secret with you. This chapter is the main reason I decided to write an entirely new book on the concept of the Lazy Dungeon Master. The idea behind Secrets and Clues feels so powerful that it drives a complete rewrite of the rest of the ideas underlying the Lazy Dungeon Master's approach to game prep. Secrets and clues are the anchors of our games. They're a simple way to build out an adventure, create meaning and story for the players, and connect people, places, and things. Secrets and clues are the connective tissue of an adventure, and more often than not, the whole campaign. He's got a point. He's got a big, big point. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't like disregard what he's written before or anything. This just elaborates on it because it's like, "Oh, what do I need the other book for?" Well, that's the one that gets you started. But I'm not here to sell books. I'm here to talk about clues and information. I he calls them idea, he calls them secrets and clues. I call it clues and information. Because it's all information. If you have something mysterious and you got to figure it out, clues and information is your it's your currency with people. What I'm saying is There's the clues and information are related, but they're not the same. They're not quite the same thing. Clues usually are tied to things. Locations. And other things like that. Information is what you get from people. And you combine the two. It's very, very powerful. You, get the, you talk to people to get information. You look for clues. You don't know how they relate. You try to figure out how they relate to each other. It's the information that helps you figure out how they relate to each other. This is how people put two and two together and come up with a solution. And that's that's pretty much the way it should be. It makes it makes GM prep easier, again. It makes player interaction more rich, which is what you want. And it it's the basis of drama, pretty much. And that's what you want here is drama, because drama is what drives the story. So, you know, if if you've got characters that won't like you know the 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 four words that come out of a game master's mouth are the most important. What do you do? You turn to a player and said, okay, you you know they laid it out, you give them the clues, they find the clues rather, or they talk to the people and they come away and the best way to handle it is, okay, if they can't really go forward, you just lay it out." Lay it out like, I mean, don't give them the, the answer, but I mean, you just, okay, you've got this clue. You talk to this person, you got this clue here. And then you look at them and go, what do you do? And let them figure it out. You know, it, there's nothing war- wrong with recapping the info they got. You're not giving them anything new, but you're telling them what they already know. And believe me, that concept is pretty powerful in itself because in my life, I've got people around me who tell me things I already know, and I thank them because you forget about these things. And, you know, in the jumble of life, there's so much information and dealing with things you're dealing with. You know, sometimes you can't even see the obvious. And it's the same way with the game, sometimes they're trying to figure out this. They try, characters can try too hard, and players can try too hard. I I was, when I when I play Matt's game. He always tells us we're overanalyzing it. Look at the clues. Look at the information you have. He He keeps saying, You're overthinking it. You're overthinking it. Okay. We go back and we go, Ah, a lot of times we go, Ah, I see. I see. Okay. And then we proceed from there. So clues and information work hand in hand. They're not the same, not quite the same thing. Like I said, clues are associated with locations and things. Information is what you get out of people. So, you have clues that make no sense. You talk to people. You figure out the from their answers, okay, this is the way this works. Why is this connected to what we're trying to solve? And then you go out and talk to somebody else. You find some more clues. And you just you piece it. It's a puzzle. It is a puzzle. So, you piece it together. And the pieces are clues And info. So, there's that. And it was, I'm not saying a revelation last night, but it's a reflection. See, this whole thing is, you know, it may sound like I'm repeating myself. And I may be repeating myself. But to me, this is a refinement of my GM style. And hopefully yours too. And I hope I can help you with that. Anyway, i got to go start my day. So, All right. So, if you want to talk to me about anything or this, or anything, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized to so as little as 99 cents a month. You, too, can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, and Dan for supporting me. I appreciate it, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's podcast, The Jung Grognard, Y-U-N-G, and Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Owl Bear podcast on Anchor.